Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. Can anyone stop the 49ers? What is next for the Warriors without Steph Curry again? And there is a metric ton of playoff implications in this week's slate of NFL games. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Mr. Irrelevant, now NFC West champion. At some point, the Mr. Irrelevant jokes are going to are going to dissipate, but today is not that day. Brian Peacock from Locked On 49ers joining me after the 49ers took down the Seattle Seahawks 21-13 in a game that eh, really wasn't that close. So, Brian, now that we've seen the uh, official two starts here for, for Brock Purdy, uh, what, if anything, has changed about the way you view this team and their championship uh, pedigree that they could have moving forward here? Look, the Mr. Irrelevant jokes have to end at some point because he's become so irrelevant that you can't be Mr. Irrelevant when you're the most relevant Mr. Irrelevant ever, right? That that hurt my brain. He's the first one to ever complete a, a forward pass, then the first one to complete a touchdown. Now he's winning games. Now he's in the playoffs. And who knows, Super Bowl? And the way Brock Purdy is playing right now, this is not hyperbole. This is having watched a lot of 49ers football in my lifetime. Over the course of Kyle Shanahan's time as head coach of the 49ers, nobody's playing better quarterback than Brock Purdy is right now. So you could wow. argue that if he continues to play this way, their chances to win the Super Bowl actually go up because he is playing ridiculous. He's making the right decisions. He's not turning the ball over. A ball went through a defender's hands tonight, but it, it does tend to happen sometimes. Mm -hmm. Not every game, it does happen. Um, so he's not perfect, but it's ridiculous. Like, and it's, I'm, I'm watching Brock Purdy play week after week. Now this is the third week. He played almost the entire game three weeks ago as well against the, the Dolphins. It's, 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 I'm in disbelief watching him play. It's too good. I don't understand what's happening. You were literally right speechless there for a moment. This year in so, so, so much disbelief. I get it. I, I, it, it is, it only adds to the disbelief that he looks like he's 14 years old. Like if, if he were on Friday night lights, you'd be like, okay, that guy's a sophomore. Like that's really, that's that's what we're watching. And yet when he is back in the pocket, he's so poised. He consistently makes good decisions. And for a guy who's not a big guy, he can drive the ball. He can he can put the ball where he needs to in these games. And oh, by the way, it helps to have George Kittle running wide open <laughs> and in the middle of the field. I want to ask you about George Kittle because he had four catches, 93 yards and two touchdowns in this game, had a 54 yard touchdown, had two long touchdowns. Have have the 49ers just been sort of keeping him in the garage because they have Debo Samuel, because they have Brandon Ayuk, and they haven't needed to like bust out the the hemi that is George Kittle? Or is this a different, you know, more rested version of him? Like what is what has been the difference for him? Because I even tweeted during the game, like, when was the last time we saw George Kittle, George Kittle? And then all of a sudden, there he was. And I, I gotta shout out Kyle Shanahan, who was in his bag in this game. Multiple really good play calls, the double fake screen pass and then i mean just right down broadway george kittle's wide open goes untouched and then the next time he makes him play himself and uh you know shows some of his uh yards after catch ability but ever since 
Christian McCaffrey showed up, everyone's usage kind of went down a little bit. And they even threw the ball more than they had before. And, and that's what we're seeing with the 49ers. And even in this game, I thought it was going to be a little bit more run heavy than it actually ended up being. They ran the ball a lot, but they're putting a lot on Brock Purdy's shoulders and they're throwing the ball enough and he's making big plays. He's doesn't have a cannon arm, but he's got touch and accuracy, which usually makes for a good deep ball. And, and everybody in the NFL can throw it far enough. It usually, it's just depends on how much effort you have to put into it. But the, you know, the trajectory of the ball is you see a lot of flat balls and his balls. Nice, uh, nice little rainbow drops him in the bucket. He makes the right decisions. He's got a little playmaker to him as well. It's pretty unbelievable. And in this game without Debo Samuel and a lot of, uh, Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Uh, it, yeah, it, it became a, a George Kittle game. And then you re, you realize, oh, yeah, the 49ers have that guy too. And Brandon Ayuk was hardly even used in this game. And he's been ridiculous. He'll catch two he'll catch, he'll catch two passes, one of them for a touchdown. Or the other couple weeks ago, he caught two passes and two touchdowns. Um, and so they have so many weapons on offense, and they're not a high-volume passing game and a high-volume offense, so they don't really have a chance to use them all so much. But when you lose one of those weapons, then all of a sudden you realize, okay, we can lean on George Kittle if we need to. So you can absorb the loss of Debo Samuel. Stay up to date all year on the San Francisco 49ers by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On 49ers on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Lockdown Sports today your first listen. Coming up, how will the Warriors cope without Steph Curry for an extended period? Before we get to that, we will look at a democracy forming in the Pittsburgh Steelers locker room. We'll tell you about it next. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all of your gambling needs. The Baltimore Ravens may be top of the AFC North, but they are underdogs on Saturday at the Cleveland Browns. Bet Online has the Browns favored by three. The New England Patriots might be in a position to make the playoffs, but that doesn't help them on the spread against the Las Vegas Raiders. Bet Online likes the home Raiders in this one by one and a half. And Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are home dogs to the Cincinnati Bengals. Bet Online likes Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, and company by three and a half. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. It is not clear who will be under center for the Pittsburgh Steelers this Sunday. It is clear who wide receiver Deontay Johnson wants to be under center. If Kenny Pickett can't go for Pittsburgh, Johnson wants Mason Rudolph to quarterback the Steelers. Yeah, I've been, I want to see him play. I know he's ready to play, so it's, I know it probably it's in the back of his mind. Like, hey, going to get more chance. So I feel like this week is, is it for him. So I know he's going to do everything it takes to prepare this week. Get ready for Sunday. Mitch Trubisky didn't win any fans over in the locker room or the stands with his performance to begin the season, clearly. He currently sits as the backup to Pickett on the depth chart, so technically, he's next in line. Rudolph has been inactive every week. Clearly, there are Steelers players who'd rather not go through a Trubisky-led offense again, and I can't say I blame them. In the association, the Miami Heat got a road victory over the Houston Rockets, and Tyler Hero was cooking. Tyler Hero, 24 hours after setting a career high with 35 points and a win against the Thunder, set a new career high with 41 points and a win against the Rockets. I'm Wes Goldberg from Locked On Heat. The Heat hold on to win 111-108 in Houston, needing Tyler Hero scoring and Jimmy Butler's all-around performance to do it with Bam Adebayo and Kyle Lowry's sideline. Hero scored 17 points in the first quarter. He had 25 at the half and then finished with 41. He tied a Heat franchise record with 10 made threes, and those 10 threes were more than the entire Rockets team made tonight. 
The Heat have now won four of their last five and bring their record to 15 and 15, reaching 500 for the first time since November 14th. With the Heat winning and Hero seemingly taking a leap, it looks like things might be headed in the right direction for the Heat after an uneven start to the season. For more on tonight's win and Hero's performance, tune into Locked On Heat on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On the ice, the Dallas Stars shut down Alexander Ovechkin and beat the Washington Capitals. The Dallas Stars came into Washington, D.C. on Thursday night and spoiled the Alexander Ovechkin party. Hey, everybody, this is Dane Lewis with the Locked On Stars podcast, coming to you just a few moments after the conclusion of the Stars game in Washington against the Capitals, a very low-scoring game and a game that was really dominated in the shots department by the Washington Capitals. They get 46 shots on net as opposed to the Stars' 26, but Jake Ottinger is the hero of this game. He saves 45 of those 46 shots, and really the one that he allows in, you can't fault him for too much as the Stars had committed a turnover in their own zone, and he was paying a ton of attention to Alexander Ovechkin and Ovi takes advantage and is able to feed Connor Sherry for the Caps first and only goal of the game. But the Stars able to get things turned around in their favor early in the third period, a power play goal, a much needed power play goal from the captain Jamie Benn, followed shortly thereafter by a deep shot from the blue line from Colin Miller that appeared to deflect off of someone or something, a stick or maybe uh, a body of one of the players. But nonetheless, the Stars thankful for that second goal, it was as it was the eventual game-winning goal. And this was not the easiest win, not the prettiest win, uh, but two points are massive on this road trip. And now the Stars are starting to string together a couple wins, and the road continues to get more difficult as they'll head to North Carolina for a date with the Canes on Saturday. We'll recap this game against the Washington Capitals and look ahead to the weekend's contest in Carolina on Friday's episode of Locked on Stars. And I can't wait to see you there. And those sneaky upstart New York Yankees, they added a key arm to their starting rotation. This is Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked On Yankees, and the news came across the wire, aka Twitter, on Thursday evening that the Yankees got Carlos Rodon. Six years, $162 million. No opt-outs. And the Yankees' rotation looks a lot better now, doesn't it? Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Carlos Rodon, a healthy Luis Severino. Frankie Montas, also, if healthy, that's a pretty good one through five, I would say. Rodon was 14-8 with a 2.88 ERA with the Giants last year. He threw a career-high 178 innings, and he had 236 strikeouts. Think of his 236 with Garrett Cole's 257. That's quite a one-two punch. I'll have everything you need to know about this on the next Locked On Yankees, and I'm sure I'll be talking about it for the next few Locked On Yankees, because this is exciting stuff, Yankee fans. Here is another story you need to know. The title defense for the Golden State Warriors off to a bit of a bumpy start, 14 and 15, and now Steph Curry is going to miss at least two weeks with a shoulder injury. So what? where do they find offense? Where do they go from here? Can they get back to being the defensive team we saw last year? A lot of questions, and right now, not a lot of good answers. Cyrus Atsas from Locked On Warriors joins me now to try and give me some of them, Cyrus. Help me out here. So let's let's just look at this from a positive standpoint, shall we? Yeah. What what kind of what kind of lessons, what kind of value can the Warriors get out of the next two weeks? Because you know with Steve Kerr, they're gonna find something to latch on to and say, okay, we got to figure out this while Steph is gone. 
Well, first of all, I mean, he's being reevaluated in two weeks. Uh, the reality of the situation is he could be out four to six weeks. That's more likely what um, he, that's more likely how, how much time he's going to miss. So the, the the bright side, and I didn't even get a chance to get to this on today's uh, Locked On Warriors, just because there's just so much negativity and so much bad news with this team right now. This is a ugly title defense, but one positive <laughs> is that this is four to six weeks where Stephen Curry can actually rest. Um, he's been playing every back to back, or most of them. I, mean, I know he's sat a few times, but he's been logging heavy minutes. This was supposed to be a season where the veterans like Steph, Clay, Dre. We're going to be given a reprieve during the regular season because everyone expected uh, the young trio of James Wiseman, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga uh, to kind of rise and, and take over some of the burden that the veterans have carried for so many years. But for some reason, and this has been like a massive uh, talking point and an and, and issue here in the Bay Area regarding the Warriors is why Steve Kerr, for some reason, he's never given a clear answer on this. It's all just theorizing and hypothesizing on why Steve Kerr has lost trust in his youngsters and instead is playing these two-way players, Ty Jerome and and, uh, and, and and Lamb. And as a result of that, Kerr is giving heavy minutes to Curry, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, who has missed a few games now with, with an abdominal injury. And um, so I'm actually looking at the positive of this, of this as Stephen Curry can rest. Now, the downside is, and I'm sure you've seen the stats, is that the Warriors are an awful team without Stephen Curry. So, oh, tough times, man. <laughs> Good to see you, by the way, Peter. Yeah, you too, Cyrus. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. I just want to let you know. Um, <laughs> what is your level of optimism? Because this is still Steph, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr. Um, and, and what we think are some pretty good role players like Kevon Looney, still a really good player, uh, you know, Jordan Poole is, is an, still an electric talent. So like, what, what is your level of optimism that, okay, they can keep their heads above water. Steph comes back, you know, maybe around Valentine's day, let's say, and then you can make that final push and then go, go compete again for a title. What's your level of confidence? Like one out of 10. Oh, uh, I mean, eight, I would say eight, maybe even nine, just because like this Warriors team, ultimately, if they if they make the playoffs and the crazy part is I'm saying if like legitimately, I mean, right now they're like the 10th seed. Yep. Uh, you know, without Steph, who knows what happens. But if they make the postseason with this crew, anything can happen. And, and, I, and I think I'm, it, which is crazy. Right. But it's true. So there's optimism there. Um now with that and and look, this is a great opportunity for Jordan Poole to to step it up a little more. He's undoubtedly going to be starting. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, who has been a fantastic addition, you know him as well as anybody uh, during his time with the Bucks. So he's been playing great ball. But the, but the Warriors, their struggle lies in the fact that they lost uh, five veterans this offseason and replaced those five veterans: Gary Payton the second, Imani Bielitsa. Otto Porter Jr., those three were the really big ones. But then they also lost Damian Lee, who's actually contributing solid minutes for the Phoenix Suns. They lost Juan Toscano-Anderson, who didn't do much, but he was a great chemistry guy. And, you know, he's, he's doing okay with the Lakers now. And all they replaced him with was, again, Dante DiVincenzo, who is living up to, you know, whatever it is that they expected from him. And then Jermichael Green, who has not. Jermichael Green has been one game, he's great. One game, he's awful. Uh, his three-point shooting has pretty much vanished into thin air um he had a great game last night but that is very much an exception not the norm 
So the Warriors are in this position now where if they don't give their youngsters considerable minutes and these youngsters don't deliver, no, I don't think the Warriors will repeat as world champions. Stay up to date all year on the Golden State Warriors by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Warriors on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, we look at a few key matchups in the NFL with playoff implications. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have work to do to make it back to the postseason. Standing in Tom Brady's way this week, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, a.k.a. the defending AFC champs. David Harrison of Locked on Bucks has Tampa's keys to win. Can the Tampa Bay Buccaneers stop the bleeding? That is the big question, and that is the key to winning against Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. I'm David Harrison of the Locked on Bucks podcast, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done just as much, if not more, damage to themselves as have opponents and because of all of it it's led to a six and seven record and despite all that still first place in the nfc south in control for the most part of their own destiny as long as they can find a way to get some winning games together and to do so they're going to have to lean i believe on their rushing attack rashad white and leonard fournette when the tampa bay buccaneers run the ball 20 or more times in a game this season they are six and two when they run the ball fewer than 20 times in a game this season, they're 0-5, and, and you want nothing more than to keep Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow on the sideline for the Cincinnati Bengals. So while we don't want to see as many runs on first down, we do definitely want to see at least 20 carries for these two running backs total in this game in order for the Buccaneers to come away with a win. For more on this matchup this weekend and everything Tampa Bay Buccaneers, check out my co-host James Jarko and I on the Locked On Bucks podcast, five days a week, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Believe it or not, the Carolina Panthers could win the NFC South if they close the season by winning the rest of their games. Standing in their way this week, the Pittsburgh Steelers locked on Panthers host Julian Council has a simple key for a Carolina win. The Carolina Panthers need to stick to the formula if they're going to continue their winning ways and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. Hi, I'm Julian Council, host of the Locked on Panthers podcast. Now you're asking me, Julian, what's the formula? Well, it's simple. The Carolina Panthers need to continue to run the football if they're going to win on Sunday against Pittsburgh. Since interim head coach here in Carolina, Steve Wilkes took over, the Carolina Panthers are averaging 146.8 yards per ground on the game. And in their four wins, the Panthers are averaging 203.2 yards on the ground. That's what they do. They run the football. That's how they win. They play tough defense. They run the ball. And they ask quarterback Sam Darnold to not make any mistakes. And through his first two starts here this season in 2022, Darnold has done that. So as long as the Panthers stick to the formula, they should avoid what I think might be a trap game against a Pittsburgh Steelers team that's also 5-8, and eight, but has little to play for as they're likely out of the AFC playoff picture heading into week 15. For more on your Carolina Panthers in this weekend's big matchup, be sure to check out the Locked on Panthers podcast every Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And if the Cleveland Browns are going to upset the apple cart and throw a wrench in the Baltimore Ravens' playoff plans, they must do one thing. Locked On Browns host Jeff Lloyd gives us that thing. This is Jeff Lloyd, host of the Locked On Browns podcast with your Browns' biggest keys headed into this week's Saturday game against the Baltimore Ravens. With the return of Deshaun Watson, has seen an uptick in the passing game. Big improvement from Deshaun Watson from his first start to his second start, putting up 275 yards against the Cincinnati Bengals. But this week is all going to be about one thing, running the football. The Ravens run the ball well, and the Ravens defend the ball, running the ball well. 
the Browns right now, the running game has kind of lagged a little bit over the last couple of weeks, and we know they've had their issues this season stopping teams from running the ball against them. The Browns have been better in recent weeks in defending the run, and as they have, their ability to run the ball has slowed down some. So the biggest key will be whether or not the Browns can have a dual throughout on offense, running the ball, throwing the ball, and can they do enough to put Tyler Huntley in position to have to beat the Cleveland Browns with his arm? Jeff Lloyd, Locked On Browns, available wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, the Brooklyn Nets beat the Indiana Pacers this past Sunday and were fined last night. They were fined $25,000 for failing to comply with league policies governing injury reporting. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton, Seth Curry, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, and TJ Warren all sat. All sat. That's like their whole team. And the Nets still won. When asked about the Stars, and more specifically Durant being ruled out just hours before the game, Nets coach Jock Vaughn had this to say when asked what he would say to a fan who came to the game to see well, no one they recognized. Vaughn said, I would say to that fan that I'm looking out for Kevin Durant's future. I'm looking out for the organization's future. And really apologize if this was the game you chose. Except they won, so don't be that sorry. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up Monday, we'll have a clearer picture of the NFL playoffs. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.